Welcome back to part three of the series, which is going to help you to apply your skills in facilitation in the online space. Today we're talking about helping the group to do its thinking. Welcome back. Great to be with you again. Missed you guys so much. Let's get back into this space of bringing our normal face-to-face -face facilitation practices back into that virtual space. And we mentioned right from the get-go, a good model for that is Sam Kaner's role of facilitator, where we tap into the diversity of the group, help them to do their thinking, and make sure we deliver on outcomes, which sometimes leaves us with a bit of tension. Oh my God, how's this all gonna work? Well, let's talk about today in terms of how it's all gonna work by helping to do their thinking, which may sort of calm the farm a bit. I'll talk this from a couple of perspectives from helping them with their pre-work, as well as uh, what we can do in the actual space. In terms of pre-work, Often I set up a platform called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. -L -L Google that, you'll find it. And what I use Trello for is often putting up uh, project type documents, giving chance for participants to introduce themselves to each other online, and also to pose some questions about the process. And the reason I use a, a platform like Trello is it all happens in a little boxed in space. So you can set up one list with program resources, one list with questions participants have got, and another list with participant bios could be another way to do it. So people have the chance to get in there, see what you're trying to ask them about, talk about, and get some of the quick resources. I've been using this to help develop the stakeholder engagement process for the West Australian Soil Health Strategy. So we had, I think, seven focus groups from all different backgrounds. We got all participants to get onto that Trello so they could get hold of each of the workshop reports so they could see what each other was talking about after their workshops or before their workshops. They could introduce themselves should they want to, and they could also actually bring their own resources into the process. So we had some people bringing in some background information about the role of carbon and things like that, which is really valuable, which means that A, I wasn't having to do the work, which I love, but B, it meant we're getting a whole spectrum of different resources there, which was great in terms of tapping back into diversity as well. So that's one tool. There's another one out there called Slack, as well and Slack's good because it's probably more phone based so it's really good for if people are on the go to be able to access info via their mobile device. Another way that I'm a fan of helping people to do their thinking is using breakout groups. This works really well in Zoom. Breakout rooms are fantastic to have your smaller groups similar as you would do in a normal facilitation space and the golden rule for that in my humble opinion, and this comes from my colleague and friend Ruth McGowan, who suggested that the golden rule for breakout rooms should be the four plus seven rule, which means four participants, seven minutes. Think about that. Four participants, make sure there's options for everyone to have a say, have a chat, have a listen. Seven minutes, not too long, not too short. And you'd be surprised that's in, in the breakout rooms, that's where a lot of energy goes because people are sometimes coming into a facilitation process and been sitting there waiting for something to say, but not having the chance to do it. So breakout rooms is going to be lots of energy, lots of things happening. You're really going to have to make sure people are clear that at least they get the chance to say one thing each in that seven minutes. The other thing with breakout rooms is making sure there's clear instructions. So if you're using a tool like Zoom, you can pop up instructions on a slide using the screen share, or you can put it in a chat box. You can also verbalize it. So there's a couple of different options, but making sure people are clear on what is it you're wanting to do in those breakout rooms, 
And I would usually suggest one question is an elegant sufficiency. If you've got an advanced group, three is plenty of tasks to do one hit. Going beyond that, ooh, not gonna work. A couple of other things is some silent moments to do thinking. Who would have thought? I mentioned earlier that I started off as a shiny object guy, wanting energy, fun, excitement all the time. Taking things out, less content, slowing things down, less process can be really valuable to help people to do the cognitive stuff because there's a lot going on in that online environment as it is. And this is a big thanks to uh, Vivnik Waters, Johnny Moore and Lee Ryan. I've been doing some training with those guys and they're really big fan of those silent moments. So giving people the chance to, to take out this old tool, I'm not sure if you heard it, the pen and paper, writing down some notes, taking some silent time just to write down their ideas, thoughts, and thinking about what you're suggesting. I would also strongly suggest during this time, don't play friggin' music. Hear that again, don't play friggin' music. Friggin' music is all one word, so that's a three word acronym. It's distracting. And for the people who are strongly of the auditory thinking, it's going to drive them nuts because it's just another noise. And what we're trying to do is create a space where they're not distracted. If you think it's fun and it's groovy and you really like it, cut it. But I would suggest silent moments are just that. Another one that comes from the work of Viv, Johnny and Lee is suggesting to give people some thinking time by turning off their cameras is one opportunity or even covering up their cameras. And the other option there is the Andrew patented 50% rule. The 50% rule is encouraging people to be concise in how they articulate their thinking. So if you take, usually take a long time to verbalize, if you want to provide all the detail, online's not the space to be doing that because we're distracted. It's an intense environment. It's tough. So my encouragement is always for people to be thinking about what is it you want to say, be really clear and articulate and concise and precise with the way you talk. That's going to help everyone else. So they're my suggestions for helping people to do their thinking. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about outcomes. And then we are done. <laughs> See you next time. There you have it. Some good tips on helping the group to do its thinking. Coming up next is helping a group to deliver outcomes in the online space. See you soon.